are the rules for a movie to save the world? One, does it challenge a previously held belief of mine? Do I gain a new perspective on an idea or situation? Another one is, does it tell a good story? If I'm interested in what happens to the characters and can share their experience. And also, do I consider it art? A creative endeavor that thoughtfully expresses another way to connect to the world. I know for centuries people have tried to define what is art, but I just did it right there for you, so now you know. And that last idea when applied to movies is a tricky category. Art for art's sake seems like a valid reason to make a movie. But does it have any other virtues? What I'm getting at is could a movie that saves the world have style over substance? And that's what the theme is of this podcast. Zack Snyder's 2006 movie 300 I find visually compelling. It's a unique style. But is there anything else going for it? Good question. And as usual, I'm eager to hear Glenn's ideas on this episode of Movies Will Save the World. Movies will save the world. My name is Glenn Cooper. Welcome. <laughs> and I'm Chris Peterson. <laughs> and as you probably guessed, today we are talking about the 2006 Zack Snyder movie, 300. Yes, all 300. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Chris, this was your pick. Um, I, what what <laughs> yeah. was the theme? Like st- style versus substance? Yeah, your sub. It wasn't substance over style, so it had to be style over substance. Was the, <laughs> was was the theme of yeah. choice for the for this uh, uh-huh. episode? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I am a I I am a fan of of stylized movies. I appreciate it when directors bring their sort of unique. Um, perspective in terms of you know aesthetic or dialogue you know or, or things like that uh and this movie certainly fits the bill of a <laughs> stylized movie uh how much substance there is to back up that style is a question um <laughs> that we can get into but um chris anything you wanted to say before we dive in i did think <laughs> i thought i kind of wanted to do a brief plot synopsis I, this is a fairly major release so i'm not sure that any of our listeners wouldn't have seen it but um i do feel like it's worth sort of like just covering the the general plot briefly yeah anything you want to talk about before i do that um no let's let's yeah (laughs) let's go to the okay front lines here and just let's take take on this battle start 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 a timer because I think I can do this in sixty okay. seconds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'll be interested uh, to hear. <laughs> yeah. 
So movie takes place uh, during uh, the Parisian Wars and and uh, 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 well, if, with so many us, I'm going to use up my 60 seconds quick. But um, long story short, uh, the Parisians come to Persians, not Parisians. Boy, yeah, it's not the it's <laughs> Parisians not... are French, yeah. right? <laughs> what movie did you watch? <laughs> Oh man, off to a great start. Yeah, they come with baguettes and and cigarettes and <laughs> and, and then they take su- over surrender Sparta. immediately. Greece. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. No. Okay, sorry. The Persians come to uh, you know, bend the rest of the world to their knee. They come to Greece, they come to Sparta. Uh the Spartans are essentially like the special forces of the the Greek uh military. Uh they say no. Uh, they know that invasion is uh, is 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 uh, uh, going to happen, so they take three hundred warriors. They take only three hundred because it's sort of like against the law or it's against the oracles to like raise an entire army. Not totally clear on that, but they <laughs> use the uh, you know geography to their advantage to sort of funnel this big army into this little spot where an army of 300 can actually fend off a huger force. Uh, they do that for the majority of the movie. Then there is betrayal. They get overrun and spoilers, they all die. Uh, and yet before they die, they send back a messenger to tell the story, um, uh, which ultimately ends up, you know, rallying uh, the rest of Greece and allies to, uh, fight this impending threat. And I should mention the entire story is essentially told to us, narrated by the person who uh, gets sent back. So, you know, that's one of the things about this movie is uh, it takes huge liberties with history, right? Uh, but it is also being told to us as though it's a story being told to others. So I think, you know, I, I will cut the movie a little bit of slack in that it's sort of told from this person's perspective who is trying to like weave this, you know, amazing tale of the heroics and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, and the movie is sort of the portrayal of his story. So how'd I do on time? What I probably about two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're fine. And, um, all right. You know that one of, one of, one of my several degrees that (laughs) I've I've used for, that have become useful in podcasting is studying classical antiquity so the, mm. the the history of the greek and roman world so the the battle of thermopylae which is what this is supposedly right. based on <laughs> is a real event um after right. that the 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 true parts of the story are there were a group of people called the spartans and there was mm-hmm. a place called Persia. And after that, it's pretty much a free-for-all. Because <laughs> there's there is so much. And I wanted to talk about this not as... This is this is not a reenactment of a... His, you know, it's not even historical fiction. It's fantasy. No. And I'm not going to yeah, even totally. talk about how, how crazy <laughs> this story is compared to anything remotely historic. Um and, and rather just talk about it as as a as a ridiculous movie that's either fun or not fun, depending on uh-huh. who you are and what kind of mood you're in. Um, yeah, because th- there's they make it seem there's so many just um, I don't even know where to start. Of like that, that's the problem. Yeah. I thought you know I don't want to talk about just all the bullshit in this movie. I just want to talk about the yeah, movie, yeah, but it's yeah. so hard for me not to because I studied this, and like yeah. 
it's just like um uh, i feel like my hands are so tight so i don't what, well, what, on that point i don't even know where to begin can, Glenn. can we yeah i want to briefly talk about Zack snyder yeah because i think that's a very good place to start thank you he you know so Zack snyder love him or hate him right, right? he definitely tries to bring his own sort of vision or aesthetic to the movies that he does. Now, if you don't like his vision or aesthetic, then, you know, um, you're probably not going to like most of his or, movies. Yeah. Um, if you do like it, you probably will. Right. <laughs> right. And, and yeah. I think, I think, you know, this is a good example. Sin city is another one where like, if you, if you enjoy that sort of thing, and I should say, right. And I'm getting all over the place, but I should say like, this is ad adapted from a graphic novel yes. as is Sin City. Right. So, right. But he didn't have, I, I will oh, go ahead. Sorry. What's that? Yeah. No, from the Frank Miller, uh, yeah. Frank uh, Miller directed Sin City. The same name. Oh, did yeah, he? Zack Snyder had nothing. Had, oh my God. I got that completely yeah, wrong. He had, nothing, he had nothing to do with Sin City and any of that at all. That's, that's, in, that's Frank Miller's well, world completely. <laughs> Well, I'll cut that out so that I don't. Sound so dumb. <laughs> no, um, but any, you know. But what I was gonna say is like, you know, given that is it is an adaptation from a graphic novel, I will give him credit for trying to sort of replicate that almost media medium on screen, right? Um, I imagine that's part of what he was going for. But just coming back to sort of the historical aspect he's been all over the board in interviews that he's given at times he said like yeah this is like 90 percent accurate yeah, right. like i show this to historians <laughs> yeah, and they're like blown away by how accurate yeah, that's it is such a lie. <laughs> and, and then yeah and then in other and and this in in you know the article i was reading is followed by about seven historians who were like nope 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 no you know <laughs> and then in other interviews he talks about yeah this is basically like a fantasy right. movie you know so um no yeah, he, it's he, all over he the place. is trying to have it all ways um yeah I, yeah i think a good place is to talk about you know since we're talking about the style of of um zach yeah. snyder so i mean his movies basically are kind of in two clumps there's he does comic mm -hmm. book movies i mean that's yeah. that's yeah. he you know or graphic novels um, whatever you whatever you want to call it they're cartoon strips Fake comic yeah. books and the other kind are zombie movies and that's Strips. basically what he does right and yeah. that you know that's his that's his source material and his <laughs> his movies at least ones like um the watchman or 300 mm -hmm. um you know they feel kind of like a, you know like he's trying to be very faithful i mean to that to that medium like to make it give you give yeah. you the feeling of you know a comic a comic or a whatever you mm -hmm. know that the way the way that the colors are the way the um action plays out is is very and mm -hmm. um you know and i don't own any comic books, but I've seen them, you know, and mm -hmm. I've, I've, mm -hmm. I've picked up 300 at a comic book store and, and looked at it and said, Oh yeah, that looks exactly like that's that scene right. in the movie or, or whatever. Um, right. So they're mm -hmm. not like, you know, they're, I wouldn't say they're big on like thoughtful dialogue or, you know, trying to build <laughs> characters and, <laughs> or, or, no. or, or a cohesive plot even only that, mm -hmm. um, 
You know, it, it gives you a certain, um, yeah, the aesthetic and everything else, like it, it makes you feel a certain way. And, um, yeah, it's, I, I remember when 300 came out because I really liked, I liked the Watchmen, the one that, um, that mm-hmm. Like I know there's a like a there's always there's always a Snyder cut right there's always there's always another version of it out there so this is like the original right. Watchmen um, and I thought that was a cool movie um, I know he yeah. did one before that it was one of the ah, shoot I should have had my notes better prepared it, you know that the zombie <laughs> remake that was his first movie so the Watchmen and 300 is his third the third movie that he did um, mm-hmm. you know and I immediately saw that's you know that's that's totally inaccurate that doesn't that's not how it is that's not who those people are that's not how this is you know but getting past all that and if you take it i think if he's if he's if he says the most accurate thing he could say is it's fantasy it's a it's 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 a a fantasy world like of superheroes um you know that happen to have the same names and places as real (laughs) it's real events (laughs) right um yeah i i agree i mean i think you know one of the things that i wrote down in watching this is you know because you know because it is fantasy because everything is so stylized you know this is another example of a movie where you pretty much have to turn off your brain to wait that doesn't make sense why would they (laughs) do that completely right yeah wait you know, and, but I, I, and, and I don't know if I'm giving the movie a pass in this regard, but I did, <laughs> I did, I did come to the point where I felt like, and again, not to make excuses, but I did come to the point where I felt like the movie that we are seeing depicted is the story being retold and maybe the storyteller is exaggerating, embellishing, you know, so you see sure. these elephants that are gigantic right you know um or you see the you know the rhino that gets taken down with a single spear right like (laughs) do those things seem realistic probably not but you know you could imagine somebody back i gotta rally the troops oh my god you'll never believe it dude this huge (laughs) rhino one spear took him out you know and he fell right right at his feet you know so like I, I kind of chose to sort of start to take it that way, which allows me to like maybe give it a little bit more of a pass on, on some of the absolutely ridiculous <laughs> things that are portrayed in this movie. Yeah, because the um, yeah the character um, D- Delios, I believe, is his name in the movie. Um, yes, played by Faramir. Yeah. <laughs> he played double duty as the guy I, who survives. Yeah. He's always the guy that survives. If I if I return, think better of me, Father. <laughs> yeah, David Wenham. I I heard his voice in the beginning. I had forgot. There were a bunch of people I had forgot. Were yeah, yeah it was like, oh, it's that no. guy. Oh, it's so and so, right? Uh, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, I mean, in it's, this. that's uh, like Rina his Hedy first movie, this, and I, I want to get to that later about <laughs> some some of, some of the actors yeah. in this thing. But mm-hmm. anyway, you're right because yeah. Delios is recounting a whole year later. Um, Right. Prior to the bigger battle. Uh, but of course, he's mm-hmm. even describing things that he didn't see. He was not there at the right. last stand. Um, you know. Right. Oh, that's true. No, yep. he's, he's making that all up. I mean, <laughs> just nobody mm-hmm. survived. So there wasn't anyone to tell the tale. 
Um, That's a good point. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so he's, um, yeah, trying to, yeah, trying to build up support. But it, I mean, honestly. <laughs> It wasn't necessary. I mean, that's just the the the, yeah. the invasion of Greece by the Persians was a big enough deal. I don't think there really needed to right. be like, a, but it was used embellishment. Um, to one point, though, I mean, it the story itself in 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 Greek history, it did take on a whole mythical. Oh, absolutely. Compo- yeah. Component too, and yeah. you know there was. I mean. It, <laughs> Again, I'm, I just I can't help myself, but there wasn't just mm-hmm. 300 guys at that battle. Right, right. Um, there wasn't mm-hmm. even just 300 Spartans. There were a lot more, but like they were significantly outnumbered by the Persian army. So it was it was ridiculous <laughs> odds. I mean that that part is true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it wasn't mm-hmm. just like you know, there's 300 guys King, against a million. King Leonidas and his closest yeah, friends. Yeah, just taking a <laughs> stroll. Um, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and so the and there wasn't really that much of a debate whether or not you know the 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 city right. states of Greece would go to war with with Persia. Um, that was, I mean, yeah. The, it, what? I, yeah, go ahead. You know way more about this than I do, but what I read is that the reason they didn't want to go to war is because it it was a time of the year that was like set aside and sacred for, yeah, for Greece, right? Yeah, it was, and, and there's, I mean, we could, yeah, talk about rabbit holes. We could go into all sorts of different reasons, <laughs> you know. There was like, there's basically yeah. like a season for warfare, like when you did it. Right. And the other, and the other. Was it springtime? Yeah. <laughs> springtime for yeah, warfare. Yeah, springtime is a good time for war, uh, but not when there's not crops hot, that have cold. to come in, because you got to work, you got no, to work on the farm, and everyone kind of understands that. Yeah. So it wasn't like. You could do war all year round. I mean, there were like times that was that you could do it, yeah. and times like it's like no, we don't fight right now. Um, yeah, it's like it's after four p.m. I'm, I'm a little bit beat from the day. I'm not ready to go out. And do I'm, yeah, war. I'm punching the clock, so I'll see. I'll see you tomorrow, right? <laughs> where do I where do I check in for war? <laughs> so, what what job code do I bill this time to for war? So like. For, for instance, to, to your point, like there, there, there is another. There are other occasions in, I think, Spartan and Athenian history where, like, yes, they decided because it was this so-called religious time mm-hmm. that you know we didn't we didn't do certain things. Um, and again, there are there are yeah. practical reasons why you you know when you didn't right. go to war, at, you know, when it was mm-hmm. raining and cold, um, you didn't want to. Yeah, um, yeah. and. Um, you know, they, the, the, the E4s, you know, like these, they, the movie portrays them as these bizarre beasts, right? That live in this, like, I know. these, these are actually, you're talking about the, yeah, the mist, yeah, the, I mean, the mountain, right? These are yeah. five with the Oracle. Yeah. <laughs> in, in actuality, they were like five regular guys elected every year <laughs> who, who, who had to make decisions and stuff like that. And then they, after, you know, it was their turn. Somebody else They're, came and did it. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't yeah. like the, like, you know, the evil supreme <laughs> court. You know, of of ancient Sparta <laughs> that with all these weird, you know, creatures and yeah. I don't know. It's that and, and this like 
need for gold as like what are they going to do with well, that yeah gold? i like, mean they live at the top of them in the movie right they live at the top of a mountain in rags right <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> like, what is this gold they already have me? like they're given food and and all the you know prostitutes they want and everything else what is the gold for it's not for like yeah they're not going anywhere no. <laughs> yeah, and in in reality, it was probably just like the five oldest dudes, right? Who was like, "Oh, I remember twenty years ago we tried that; it didn't work." <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, well, none of us are twenty years old yet, yeah, yeah. so I'm glad so, we have you around, fifty year old man. <laughs> no, it, it was it was a respected and honorable thing in the culture, and, and yeah. that you did have to like you know work work with these guys because they did know stuff, and you know they were they they it was a council of you know society of men making decisions so yeah that's kind of how it was but um yeah there were some other things though in the movie that i mean spartan women actually did have compared to like the mm-hmm. rest of the ancient world they they yeah comparatively had a lot more freedom which was unusual mm-hmm. about their culture so they kind of show that a little bit like how you mm-hmm. know um they also show like the patriarchy and stuff like that but um yeah, yeah. There, there's hints of that. I mean, so that's what I mean. I guess when I think about the movie, like there's hints of, <laughs> yeah, there's hints of real right. things. But if somebody was yeah. going to watch that and, and, and like try to write an essay on ancient Greece, I would be. Oh my god, I would love to read that essay. Actually, that would be amazing. <laughs> Who did all their uh, research before... on this by this movie? I couldn't find the. Um... Uh oh gosh, what are what are those books? The like short, super abridged yellow books that you would read if you didn't have time to read oh, the, the whole the book. The Cliff's Notes is that what you? The Cliff's Notes exactly. Yeah. yeah, I I didn't have time to read the Cliff's Notes, but I did watch the movie <laughs> Three Hundred. So here you go, history professor. <laughs> My last comment on the what what are they called? The guys up at the with the oracle and oh all that? the. Uh, it's either F4s or I think they're called the E4s is what they are. E4s, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is another area where you just have to turn your brain off because like when King Leonidas, played by Gerard Butler, we have not mentioned his name yet, <laughs> um, goes to visit them. It's like he's crawling, yeah. he's climbing up a vertical <laughs> rock face in sandals. And I'm like, how often do you have to visit these dudes that like, there is, is there another pathway? <laughs> like, this seems really inconvenient. <laughs> well, exactly. And and like um Theron, Dominic West character, he was already up there, evidently. I know. I know. <laughs> and, and so was some oh, Persian man. guy. Um Right. So yeah. I don't know where they're all I guess hiding cuz it didn't look like it was that big, like the little temple on the top. Maybe maybe the Spartan way is just to choose the hardest path every <laughs> any point, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, really quick, since you mentioned uh, Dominic West, uh, who plays, uh, what's his name? Theron, Theron. right? Um, yeah. Who ultimately is a, a scumbag and a sleaze. I have just finished rewatching all five seasons of The Wire. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That, you know, Dominic West is one of the stars yeah. in. He really took me out of the out of it in this movie. I was like, I can't help but see McNulty in this character. And he's got that weird sort of mustache and goatee thing, and I'm just like, 
I wish I, you know, Dominic, you're a great actor. I love to see you. I wish someone else had been cast in your place in this instance because it just it felt a see, little I, bit off to me. But see, I have the opposite experience. Every time I see, uh, uh, yeah, Detective, uh, was it McNulty? McNulty? I just think of that evil yep. bastard Theron trying to. <laughs> So that's what you're thinking when you're watching The Wire is it's really Theron under there. He's moved to Baltimore and is now a police detective. Well, it's like, it's interesting too, because, you know, speaking of you know, actors who we know from other roles, like uh, Lena, he, 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 is that the way to do I it? I don't know. You know, uh, qu- qu- I, I thought Hetty, but. Oh, you know. know what? You're, you're probably right. Anyway. I don't know. You know, as, as the queen here. <laughs> You know, it's also a right. queen in another famous kind of TV show. And it's uh-huh. one is, you know, good and one is <laughs> one is evil. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me Game of Thrones is evil? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't like the way it ended, but I like the first few seasons. <laughs> yeah. But no. yeah, no, I, I, I had it took me a moment. I saw her and I was like, who is that? Oh, it's Cersei from Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> but you can kind of see like, okay, now it, uh, Game of Thrones came out after this, right? I'm like, this yes. Is... Yeah. I'm almost positive. It yeah. Did. Yeah. So no, she was, you can... she was again, new, a lot of these actors, this, like, it was like David, it was, it was Michael yeah. Fassbender's first movie. It was. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Gerard, but- Gerard Butler was not a huge, you know, it's debatable he's a huge right. star now, but at that point, he, <laughs> he he really wasn't in much either. So a lot of these people, this was like their break in a way. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I think, um, uh, is, do we see Headley or Hetty or I don't know. I thought Hetty, but I probably Because I think I she know. even did... Um, Judge Dread, the Dread before before um, Game of Thrones. Oh my God, is that her? Yeah, she plays Mama in that. Oh my God, <laughs> you're right. No, this is Dread was 2012, so it's after uh, this. Yeah, right. But wow, God, <laughs> I can't believe I didn't connect those dots. Huh. Okay. Well. This will be another thing that I added out to make me not sound stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, it, but, but anyway, just, just to make the point like this, you know, we've, it has surprisingly good cast, um, but yeah. at the time, relatively unknown, unknown actors, because mm-hmm. um, this movie right. made right. an ass load of money. I mean, it was like, I know extremely, it's like 450 million. Or yeah. Something I mean, like that. it was, it was like, who would have yeah. predicted that this um, would have just killed it at the box office. And that, I guess that's one of the things I'd like to think about on this episode of movies will save the world is, is it does. I mean, there, there are definitely directors um like you said, like just have have their style and they stick to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, mm-hmm. I can think of a few offhand that you know we wouldn't consider them great filmmakers, but um, mm-hmm. they know how to bring in the box office. Right. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it, Michael Bay is comes to mind as, as yes, yeah, absolutely. 
as someone who it's a little sticks to his formula <laughs> yeah right no if you've got it if you've got your special formula with 17 special spices and flavorings like and that brings people in the door why why change i think you know um it's a little bit movies like this are a little bit how i feel about like a lot of like pop music <laughs> which is you know uh you know i get it like it's 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 a little bit like fast food. It's easy. It's not too complicated. <laughs> yeah, you know what you're gonna get you no can, matter where. You know what you're gonna get <laughs> wherever you and, are in the country. You know. <laughs> yeah, and if if you're like you know driving down the road on a road trip and you just want to like not think too hard about what you're listening to, like I, I feel like a lot of like pop music fits that bill. It's not necessarily the thing that I want to like really sink my teeth into and try to like, you know analyze it or digest it or, or whatnot um in fact you know digesting fast food can often go badly um <laughs> at the end but uh <laughs> but it's a little bit how i feel about like a michael bay or Zack snyder where it's just it's sort of like yeah it's gonna be a lot of like drawn out fight sequences probably a lot of gore and violence um some slow motion stuff yeah. <laughs> um, right and uh you know, it'll be fine. <laughs> I think that's sort of and, my overarching feeling about this kind of movie. It's fine. And I'm, you know, what? why I wanted to talk about this movie is I really struggle with why I watch it so often. Um, what, <laughs> what, well, what is it that draws me in? Because I know yeah. this movie is has nothing to say. I mean, it's, 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 right. it's, it's spectacle. And, um... You know why? I do not like all Zack Snyder movies. I I, I debate. Yeah. Um, you know that there may be a there's a few that I like. I actually really like, and the rest of them are just to me so boring and unwatchable. Especially the mm-hmm. Snyderverse. That whole his yeah. his whole take on you know the DC comic stuff is, is absolutely right, no right. interest to me. Um, mm-hmm. And. But he does have a style that, for some reason, um, at times connects with me. <laughs> like, for instance, one thing I'd like to talk about, which is a big thing in his his movies, is is you know the um, you know the look at it, the look of it, the the, the kind of monochromatic sort of you know mm-hmm. v- visual, un, you know, unrealistic look to it. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's right. not like Bay or um, you know a, a, an MCU movie which uses just like regular mm-hmm. colors and things that we see in real life. This is making no attempt mm-hmm. to say this is real life. I mean, in my in my opinion, yeah, yeah I I agree, and I I think um, I think. I'm trying to figure out if what I'm trying to say is good for him or I don't care. Um, and, and those are <laughs> <Just> the, the <laughs> and what I mean by that is like, uh, you know, I, I do think I, I like it when directors bring a certain aesthetic. Now the question is how much of that is it's an aesthetic that they think reinforces something a bigger point or a bigger emotion or a feeling that they want to convey within the story versus how much of it is is an aesthetic where they just think well that just is going to look cool and people are going to pay attention 
I'm not sure where Snyder falls on that. I kind of feel like it's more on the side. And again, in this case, it's a, it's a graphic novel. So, you know, I'm sure he took a certain amount of that from the way that the artwork was done in the original. Um, yeah. I mean, I, th- I, I think it, it, it's funny because I think he tries to be very faithful to his source material, mm-hmm. which is mm. unusual <laughs> for, for many mm-hmm. directors who feel mm-hmm. no obligation at all to like, you know, try, try to, you know, th- this is a guy who seems to li- really like how comic books look and how they feel mm-hmm. and, and things they, you know, I don't know much about him obviously, but, um, yeah. I, I'm sure he had a pretty good comic book collection. <laughs> so, um, it, yeah, it, it would be really interesting to, um, hear, you know, someone who is a real comic book enthusiast, uh, what they thought about, uh, this movie or, or movies like it, because I I'm with you. Like, you know, I had some comic books when I was a kid, but was never really that yeah. into it. Never collected them. Don't have them anymore. Um, kind of thing. But I knew folks who did, and and the artwork was a big part of what they talked about. You know, different artists and their different yeah, styles, who, and yeah, all that. Yeah, kind I of mean stuff, that stuff know? meant absolutely nothing to me. I mean, I didn't hate comic mm-hmm. books, uh, but they they did not play a major role in my youth or my, um, you know, <laughs> my 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 worldview as as a kid or a teen. Right. Um, you know, and there's always, you know, and, and I do believe that some of them are truly artistic. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, mm-hmm. um, you know, forgive me for my misuse of the terminology, but, you know, anime. So it's the, um, the, sure. m- the ma- manga. <laughs> manga. Thank you. Thank you. You can, yeah. let's edit that <laughs> and I'll just say the mangas, um, <laughs> <laughs> have have distinct artists and styles and and people are really into that and i, I totally get that right. you know it doesn't speak yep. to me personally but I, I could see why they're beautiful or interesting and i could mm-hmm. see why if you were a director and there are so many poor you know action remakes of beloved you know graphic novels or you know of, of or these japanese stories that you know, live action versions just suck. Um, mm-hmm. I, it looks like, I think down the, <laughs> when you look at the trail of poor movies that have done that, yeah. um, where Snyder, bless his heart, um, really tried to make it look like you're, you're experiencing a graphic novel live, I think. You know, it's really interesting you say that. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that, you know, a number of episodes ago, we did Your Name, yeah. which is the only anime that we've done, right? And we talked about somebody trying to create a live-action version of that and how we all felt on the call, like, oh, my God, that's just doomed to fail. It's not yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. hold up, right? right exactly. It, you know, and just you saying that makes me, you know, kind of want to give this a second, uh, not a pass, but you know, maybe, maybe there's something here that I've, I'm missing my first couple of watches of it, which is maybe this is the best live action version of an animated or comic book type thing that is at least somewhat faithful to the source material. I mean, yeah. Um, Cause I know he, I mean, he definitely, so I, I I own this movie of course. <laughs> have have watched the have, have watched the you know with the director's commentary um uh-huh. which to me is always fascinating especially when you think yeah 
mainly like what is the director going to choose to talk about about their movie sure. and you know you always mm-hmm. you know for him is very much all the technical stuff i mean that's what he wanted to talk mm-hmm. about um mm-hmm. and you know he would point out scenes like okay that scene right there is exactly from frank miller's you know mm. it's he he tried to do a basically a you know scene by scene reenactment of some part right. of um 300 um and that mm-hmm. was you know for him that was very important because he thought obviously it looked mm-hmm. cool and it made for a good story um yeah. you know so there there are lots of instances in the book that the book the, the, there's lots of instances in the film yeah. that are a direct interpretation from the graphic novel um there are some i guess yeah. a lot of things that he added just because it's a movie and you kind of had to but mm-hmm. um yeah sure it, it, it was it was um you know from for my knowledge it's tr- it's trying to be um the 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 300 spartans graphic novel and um right i mean we you know i guess the other you know the other ones of frank miller's own film of his own mm-hmm. work uh, sin city was another time i think where where right. it was um trying to be faithful to the actual source material did have two things to say on just the style as stylized nature of it i had <laughs> one uh not very humorous quip uh but which is that if <laughs> the thing that i wrote down is uh if someone were to recut this movie and speed up every slow motion to actual speed. Yeah. <laughs> it would probably be about 35 minutes long <laughs> as a movie because <laughs> there's so much slow motion in it. It's like, oh, here we go again. Um, but the other thing that I, I thought is, you know, my one complaint about some of the, so, and specifically I'm talking about one of the first big fight scenes you get this like side-scrolling view of Leonidas as he is, you know, vanquishing, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, uh, soldier after soldier, right? And it it it's the first time you see this like slow mo, speed up, slow yep. down, speed up, slow, you know, with each sort of like hit, it 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 jumps into like full speed and then slows way down again. And the first time you see that, I mean, I. I would argue it maybe goes on for a little bit too long, but the first time you see that, it's like, oh, here is a new technique. And, and there have been a number of techniques that have been deployed in this movie up until that point, sort of new, interesting visual ways to sort of experience the story or the action or whatnot. Right. And now here we get another one and it's, it's this new one. Right. But I don't feel like they ever really built past that because we see that same technique then re employed in a couple of additional scenes in the future. And I, and I, I came away from that feeling like, you know, my, my one complaint is, you know, if you're going to do something like this, I'd like to see it ask, you know, sort of elevate each time, like something hmm. new and then another thing new mm-hmm. and then another thing new. And I felt like we got all of the sort of stylized stuff at about the halfway point and then nothing really <laughs> new. It was just more of the same, you know, um, I- Anyway, that was actually yeah. I am I'm really glad you said that because you were kind of <laughs> leading me into what one of my talking about style over substance the the, mm. the the word for that 
um, that that Snyder loves to use in his movies. He used it in Watchmen too. Is is the speed ramping technique, and it's 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 uh, a little yeah. different than like the bullet time technique yeah, that, that right. you know the matrix made popular but mm-hmm. but you know in speed ramping you're exactly right there there it's it allows the director um to base base the director is no longer basically invisible in the scene the director is mm-hmm. telling you mm-hmm. this is what right now you're gonna you're gonna i want you to see this um, this is right. important. I'm telling you, basically, this is important. It's almost like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not symbol. It's not symbolic, you know, like a Hitchcock you know, showing, mm-hmm. showing like, oh, that's that means something or or Kubrick yeah, yeah. or, you know, Chris Nolan or yeah. something. No, this is him is him playing with the actual technique of filmmaking, you know, to make sure you can see certain things and then, you know, speed up in the, you know, it's not actually sped up. What it is is they, they, they set the film rate at a different film rate and then play it through. So it's, it's a really, I mean, that's the thing. If you, if you get bored by that technique, Snyder movies are going to be just, you know, torturous because <laughs> he he loves that he he that's that yeah. is definitely in his arsenal of like this is a Snyder movie you know because of that speed ramping and um yeah, yeah it, and it's it either you know it it works for you or it doesn't and mm-hmm. some would argue that yeah he you know he he likes that way too much um. <laughs> Well, that's, yeah, I mean, for me, it worked the first time because it was the first time we had seen (laughs) it. And then the second time I was like, can't you invent some different technique? (laughs) Which is is such an armchair quarterback thing to say, right? Like, can't you just invent an entirely new way of shooting action here at the second half of this movie? (laughs) I mean, he's, I think he's the first major director who like, yeah, like really, yeah. He didn't discover it, but he used it to its full effectiveness because it does. Um, <laughs> he used it, up. yeah. You know, to to use our one Beatles reference in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're only allowed one, so you get it. I, this I time. usually take it. It's n- I don't think it's ever you actually. <laughs> like, so, like when the Beatles are recording Revolver and they did all that backwards, uh-huh. you know, tracking yeah. and things like that. They after uh-huh. that album they said, Well, we'll never do it again. That was like kind of the gimmick <laughs> for that album. And then we're kinda of, we're uh-huh. kinda of tired of it and we're done with it. And they never yeah. did use it again. Yeah. Um yeah. you know, Snyder's not the Beatles. He <laughs> No <laughs> He found this thing and he likes it and he'll use it um yeah. to tell his stories. It's it's just like the color like I said, like his 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 un The color palette. Yeah, the, the, the kind of washed out or you know, uh-huh. like and and this some of it I like like that he's you know different characters get a slightly different palette or um, mm-hmm. that emphasizes something about them you know that 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 actually is kind of clever um, and yeah. I and I to me it does make it seem more like when you watch this movie it, it makes to me it does it, it's immediately a fantasy movie because the the world doesn't mm-hmm. look realistic you know what I mean it's like. No, and it, it even starts with what you might uh, interpret as a um, 
you know, kind of a children's story or a parable or something like that with the yeah, kid going yeah. off and fighting the wolf and then coming back, <laughs> which apparently is another sort of historical parallel, right? Which we don't have to get into, but, you know, Leonidas did go away to Spartan summer camp, <laughs> whatever you call it, you know, because he was the third uh, uh, brother um, and then something happened, I don't remember, with the elders and then, and then he became yeah. uh, king and and that's why he was so... Uh, militarily accomplished because normally you know if you're the firstborn you're not going to go off and do like gladiator camp <laughs> you're just going to become king so but anyway no, but that, back to your point right yeah you know it, it even starts with that notion of like i'm hearing a fairy tale or or something like that so you're immediately in that mode of like yeah this is this is a story this is fantasy precisely and you know you know you and i feel the same way about you know narration over movies when they're <laughs> yeah. telling you exactly mm-hmm. This is what Mm -hmm. it is. This is what happens. Um, You know, in this movie, it kind of works in in, because it 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 already you know it already to me. I bought. I never bought into like I'm watching a historical reenactment of a very important event in Greek Mm -hmm. history. You know, this is Mm -hmm. this is something that is you know it's lord of the rings or something it's 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 mm-hmm. you know you're watching it because it's, it's told by fair <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that it's just something to uh pass the time um yeah <laughs> i have to tell you all right this this is my origin story for this movie and this is <laughs> okay so as as i said i had um i had already seen the watchman and enjoyed it and and mm-hmm. knew that mm-hmm. his next movie was going to be about the battle of thermopylae and in northern greece they make it seem like it's next to sparta sparta's a long ways from where the battle was yeah. fought um you know this is the persian army coming into northern greece and sparta's way mm-hmm. in the south there but anyway um so i am um, it was actually on um, one of the choices on a, on a long flight I took. It was one of the movies you could mm. watch. And I had not seen it mm-hmm. in the theater, so I was <laughs> I watched it on those little tiny screens, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was like this mom, and in the middle seat was this little 10-year-old boy. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm watching this movie, and there's like, <laughs> think of the beginning of this movie with all like the grotesque, like, erotic scenes and stuff. I know. <laughs> and, You've got the oracle, yeah, which so is just disgusting. like, here's your slow motion boob shot, <laughs> and then there's the scene between uh, King Leonidas yeah. and and uh, Lena, Lena and Hetty, they, where it's like, oh, it's just time to have sex now. <laughs> and they edit it somewhat, you know, for the for the for us patrons on Alaska Airlines, but uh-huh. not enough. And not enough. <laughs> and I had not seen it, so I had no idea what was coming next. And I just felt yeah. like such a weirdo and a jerk. Like uh. this poor kid is like, you know, totally. And I'm looking at his mom, and she's like, "You disgust me." And yeah, so, <laughs> I heard I, I heard someone tell a story recently about they were watching a movie on a plane, and it was like on an iPad or something. Oh, like that. right. And all of a sudden, it got to like some you know sex scene or whatever, and. <laughs> They like, were like, oh gosh, jumped forward yeah. in the movie, but jumped too far, and so tried to rewind, but jumped right back into the <laughs> sex scene. 
and then jumped too far forward again and jumped right back into the sexy. So anyone watching was apparently under the impression that you just, just want to keep me watching this sex scene over and over again. <laughs> this is why we can never leave our houses. I'm sorry. Like we just need to stay indoors. <laughs> so exactly so oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah so that was so that was you know i don't think it was the movie was designed to be shown on an ipad yeah you know it nope. was you know i didn't see it in its full glory in the movie theater like everybody else did <laughs> um yeah and then decided to for some reason to go to walmart and buy it um <laughs> and i have like yeah. all right this is this is even more pathetic. I bought like the special edition metal box set or something of it. So I have all this other <laughs> crap about the movie. Um, yeah. That, you know, that's why, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I do think, I do think part of it is that with, with <laughs> in doses, I, 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 I find I find yeah. the look actually very appealing. I mean, you could, you mm-hmm. can really watch this movie without any, you know, turn the turn the dialogue off, and uh-huh. still get the basic, <laughs> the basic yeah. plot. Because this movie has yeah. a ton of what I call those Braveheart speeches. You know, like oh yes, absolutely. Like they're all <laughs> over the place. Like every single yeah. freaking yeah. speech is like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we die today in hell or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, it's like like he's got the line. He's like, "Give them nothing and take everything, everything from them" or yeah. something like that. It's you just know, goes on and on, and yeah. every time it's like, "Oh, we got another one of these damn Leonidas speeches." All right, yeah, we know. <laughs> Do you know what? You're, okay, I want two things from movies like this in the future, uh-huh. and and I want I want the reactions of the troops who are like rolling their eyes, like, Oh God, like this again, you know? And then what I also want is the troops in the back who are like, is he saying something? What, what, what is he saying? I don't, do you know what's happening? What's going on? Because they're always like, it's like he's facing away from the troops and yeah, just shouting. Exactly, like, Cause he's usually, yeah, he's usually <laughs> shouting like many times out towards the battlefield, right? So you're right. Yeah. Unless you're in the first six guys, yeah. you have no idea what those instructions were. What I want is the game of telephone that each subsequent rank is playing. And at the very end, it's like, uh, he wants us to poop in a banana? What does that what mean? What steal the llamas mean? I don't... There's llamas? What? I didn't even know we had llamas Yeah, here. all right. Well, I'm on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, the guys in the oh, back man. actually had the best job if you watch many of these scenes because all they had to do was just stab the guys that were already down. So they yeah. didn't even yeah, they didn't right. have to I fight. I'm just gonna... No, they're just they're just the cleanup. They crew, are right? exactly. they, their spears are pointed downwards. They're just like, oh, another live one, blap, another live one, blap. <laughs> come back to what you had said about sort of the rewatchability um, aspect. This 300 is not a movie that I return to often. I think I've probably seen it maybe three times, what? including this watch. <laughs> but, you know, I have, sorry, I have my own movie yeah. that I return to frequently. 
that I don't consider a particularly great movie, and yet I still find myself firing it up, and that's the movie Troy. Yeah, sure. With uh, Brad Pitt and... Um, Orlando Bloom uh, Legolas. Legolas. <laughs> yeah, Legolas. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Eric Bana, um, uh, who I actually, I, I really enjoy watching him uh, in anything. Yeah, but he's anyway, a good actor. Um, I know. Yeah. But my question for you is, you know, when you come back to this movie, do you watch it from beginning to end? Because I know the way that I watch Troy when I come back to it is I want to watch this scene. I want right. to watch this scene. I jump around to the, the, the things that I enjoy. I don't necessarily sit down to watch it from beginning to end. Yeah, absolutely. No, there's like, <laughs> I, I, I probably watch at most half the movie. If I watch it, right, if I watch right, it, because right. yeah. there's so much boring BS in this movie <laughs> that totally. that just drags the story down, and the you know, and yeah. this to me seems so like forced, like all this garbage about like freedom and you know, like right. you know, like they have a king, you know, this isn't a democracy, it's. You know, it's it. Sparta, <laughs> we're a free monarchy. Yeah, like Sparta, <laughs> historically operated as an oligarchy. Uh, you know, which is probably the uh-huh. best way to describe their system of government. So it's like you know, whoever the, you know, and they kind of show that again. They called it a senate or something. That's a that, that uh-huh. is a Roman thing. There is right, right, it's right. not a Spartan thing. <laughs> um, no, but it, it functioned more or less as a, as a oligarchy oligarchy of a few people who did all the rules. So it, yeah. it, it you know it was a weird society. Sparta was actually. You know, f- they they did at one point in their history just become a military society. Um, mm-hmm. You know, before that, they were just like Athens. You know, very interested in the you know in in the arts and you know architecture and, and other things that mm-hmm. the Athenians um, and the Athenians actually in their own right were one of the greatest armies in the world, um, but yet still held mm-hmm. to other things. Where Spartans went all in. On becoming right. becoming a warrior society, which they say actually caused their um, demise uh, when they went that mm. route. Not because they're not because well, part of it because all their <laughs> guys are being killed, but also they they, <laughs> they just weren't repopulating the, <laughs> the 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 city. They they were gone and right. they weren't making enough kids, and that's really right. that's essentially why one of the one of the reasons they surmise that they died out so mm. um you know so the, so the, any part about like all the gibberish about like you know the <laughs> you know all, all all the behind the scenes politicking yeah i don't that mm-hmm. that that is that is so tedious um no i right yeah. i like this movie because of the style <laughs> the stylized fighting <laughs> <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and and the and and, yeah. and just kind of that. I mean, it is hard. Not, I mean, I'm a sucker for movies like The Underdog versus the overwhelming odds types of sure, of, of, of movies. I mean, I yeah. I I watch all of those. <laughs> most most writers and directors don't set out to make a movie about look at our overwhelming force and how we completely <laughs> demolished these 300 dudes with 30,000 troops. <laughs> like, uh-huh, yep, you see what we did there? Yeah, yeah let's, totally let's got root, it. <laughs> root for the, yeah, it's like... <laughs> well, although, I, even as I was saying that, you know, I think about almost every... Um, 
American war movie, which many of them serve as essentially propaganda yeah. for, you know, um, uh, our military and things like that. Uh, so, you know, but you also sort of like, you see a lot of movies like that where they, they overlook the fact that, you know, it's maybe the most powerful armed forces in the world. It probably <laughs> is the most powerful armed forces in the world. Oh. And just focus on, look, at the, it's this one platoon and they've been cut yes. off. So the whole movie is going to be about these 12 yeah, guys. Ex- exactly. <laughs> no, they have to spin it. Like we're still like the, you know, just yeah, the, the dirty, underdogs. you know, even in World War II. <laughs> You know, you watch World War yeah. Two, you know, films from like from the, the beginning. Yeah, it's always like mm-hmm. we're the scrappy underdogs taking on, you know, <laughs> what was a vastly outnumbered German population. Um, yeah, and yet we still managed to put down most of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So you're right. Movies. They don't. It's it's hard to. Yeah. It's, you know, it'd be actually it would be kind of interesting if they did the Star Wars movies where like you kind of rooting for the empire to, to, to like just crush the weak rebels. <laughs> oh man. I would love to watch a movie from that perspective yeah. <laughs> where the rebels are seen as this terrorist organization. Exactly. Wouldn't that be an interesting movie? And the, the empire is just like, listen, we're just trying to bring peace, peace and, and consistency order. and yeah. prosperity to, to, the, to the galaxy, to the, to the galaxy. You know, <laughs> these guys it, are it, like blowing up their battle. Yeah. Stations. Dude, <laughs> my family was on that. <laughs> We're trying to bring you food and medical supplies, and you're attacking us. Yeah, What's wrong exactly. with you people? <laughs> Screw you and your food and medical supplies. <laughs> well, you know, one of the reasons why I go back to Troy, and actually one of the reasons that I appreciate, one of the things I appreciate about, appreciate about this movie is what I am a sucker for is sort of, I, I am not a military historian by... <laughs> A huge stretch, right? Um, so take this with a grain of salt. But things that seem to be more accurate portrayals of the tactics and strategies employed at that time. So you know, you know the uh, in the movie Gladiator, right? right? You see the Romans, and it's all the the shields and this yeah. sort of phalanx, you know, uh, phalanx and and this unified system of conducting combat right where the shields are sort of blocking and then the the folks in the back like hit their spears and you see that some of that in this movie you see it in troy as well where it's like they're using their defenses and then working as one unit to you know drive the enemy back and all that kind of stuff i like seeing that kind of stuff and i like that so much more than just like those scenes in in 300 where it's like the whole army operating as one unit I find way more compelling than the stuff that's just individual one-on-one combat where, you know, it's like, they're just like hacking and slashing at, at everyone around them. And those are the things that for me, bring me back. Those scenes bring me back to a movie like this or a movie like Troy or even gladiator to a certain extent. Um, I like that a lot more than the sort of free for all. Um, the, what do you call it? The ramp up or ramp speed, speed ramp, whatever. Oh yeah, um, uh, kind of stuff. Speed, yeah, the speed know. ramping technique. Yeah, no, right, they right. Yeah, the yeah. Um, you know the 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 hoplite army, which is you know the 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 Spartans, the Spart the Spartan shields were famous even in antiquity as as being an actual mm. not only defensive but an offensive weapon, and they were huge mm-hmm. because they did. They, they, he mm-hmm. describes it in the movie it covers you know 
your vulnerable like parts of your body or something and right? you had yeah. to depend on the guy next to you because if mm-hmm. if he if he fell or or chickened out <laughs> you were totally exposed um you had right. you basically your life depended on the people on either side of you so the dis the mm-hmm. discipline and focus to do that is i imagine what it would have taken as ancient warriors to because you know um yeah because the other the other style of of you know why why they think the romans you know were able to conquer you know the known world with a relatively right. small army was that their insane mm-hmm. discipline against hordes of just like yeah like just people hacking yeah. away and and they could they mm-hmm. could just control the fight and just methodically um, mm-hmm. you know take them out and and you know and that's I, I sincerely doubt that the Persians were as disorganized and crazy as, <laughs> yeah. you know. They, as, as portrayed in this movie. Yeah, I mean, they were the major yeah. empire of, of that time in history. And um, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, the, the truth was the Persians were as, as, as peaceful and as warlike as greece was you know what i mean they weren't like Mm -hmm. totally you know they they weren't they had they had a very ancient culture and um you know religion and you know they're but they also you know were (laughs) were interested in taking taking lands and um they but as was everybody yeah right as was everybody at that time and frankly not only that time but all yeah. time up until fairly recently you know that that, that is that is <laughs> yes that seems to be a um human a human condition of just yeah you, you want to control we, we, things we happen to live in land that was taken <laughs> so <laughs> precisely so yeah yeah so um you know, again, like just making the Persians these ridiculous animals, yeah, you yeah. know, of course, is nowhere yeah. near what what these, you know, what the society would have been yeah. like at all, yeah. you know. And, it's it's another one of those things, again, I'll say this again, and I probably, it probably won't be my last, but, you know, for a movie like this, you know, you ca- you got to turn off that part of your brain, right? Because... <laughs> Like, you know, part of what this, what makes this movie work. And again, I, I think this movie's fine. I, I, I don't love it, but you know, but that's me. Um, but I think the things that make this movie work for folks who really enjoy it is the sort of ramping up. It's almost like a video game boss fight, right? Or or a video game where you've got to go through levels, right? And the levels in this case are... Now here's these soldiers, and now here's these new and interesting <laughs> soldiers, and now here's these crazy soldiers, right, uh, that they have to fight, you know, like progressing through. It's like that movie The Raid, right, where each floor yeah. of the building is like a new and different type of enemy to vanquish, right? And, and Going to absurd lengths of a, like, seemingly 12-foot-tall, crazy, muscle-bound lunatic guy and then the other one i just wanted to throw in there what is up with the lobster man who's had his like forearms replaced with like saws or blades yeah like the executioner guy i yeah it's it's utterly ridiculous you know but you've got to keep ratcheting it up right otherwise it's it's like well how many times can i see the same guys fight the same guys in the same you know brown tunics or whatever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that which like that actually is 
um, Snyder even said, like, as I, I, he asked, I don't know, the writers or whoever's <laughs> whoever helped him, um, like <laughs> for every wave that would come at the Spartans, he said, make it more ridiculous than the last. Like, make it, make <laughs> it, it, yeah, make it even crazier than the thing that we saw before, yeah. you know? So they have, like, uh-huh. these these magicians throwing, like, bombs. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and, Which basically look like they have the effect of fireworks. Yes. I mean, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of destruction happening there. <laughs> no, and, and um, yeah, just, 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 it, it was actually, it, re- it did remind me of the, the, that one battle scene in, um. Return of the King, where they they bring out like all the, the oh right the, mm-hmm. the elephants and the right. this and that. I mean, to, holy fonts. Yeah, to me it was just like they're just borrowing that that yeah. that 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 battle, um, mm-hmm. you know. And I often wondered like how did they fight elephants? Because they did use elephants in warfare. There must have been a way to. Mm-hmm. But I would think like they'd be like a tank. I mean, how would you possibly like with, with a bunch of sticks like scare it <laughs> over know. a cliff? <laughs> I know. I did the same thought. I'm like, guys. No. I mean, that's like it's like it's like me walking through like blackberry brambles. Like, yeah, it's gonna hurt. But if my choice is walking through blackberry bushes or falling off a cliff to my death, I'm gonna walk through the blackberry bushes. And, yeah, I just you know, and step on. That was every the most unbelievable part of the me. movie to me, actually. I <laughs> that was that was okay, what bugged right. me the most because. <laughs> I mean, elephants in the in in their natural habitat, you know, just stop humans to death if they're even like thre- well, yeah. threatening them in any way. So I don't think, yeah. With do you know why they do that? <laughs> I, do, you, do you know why they do that? Uh, no, because they can. Because they're freaking elephants. <laughs> they're huge. They weigh like no. I, mean, I don't know how many times. I don't they're know, huge. but they have no natural predators or anything like that. So they. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. No. So no. So the the, the bit yeah. about yeah, just like frightening elephants didn't. I didn't buy it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Chris, I am dying to know if you found a key scene in this movie. God help me. I'm glad I'm not in your chair. <laughs> Actually, at, 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 right when I knew I had to had to do one i was like oh there's what 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 in here is like why did we add this yeah i was thinking it really doesn't (laughs) i could say anything and it doesn't make any difference but then it actually i did have an epiphany um and i i think it it does tie into to to why at some level i enjoy this movie and i just want to state that i don't think there's a such thing in entertainment as guilty pleasures you either like it or you don't. Mm, you don't mm-hmm. if if sure. you know. I I you don't have to justify it. It just if it works, it works. If it doesn't, you know, so so be it. Yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. unless it's something really weird. I don't know. But me. But in this case, no. I think that's true. I think that's fair. Um. So, that being said, um. What it, you know? So I started to think. Well, all right. Obviously, it's, <laughs> it's not the dialogue because it's just. So <laughs> Because those scenes are absolutely meaningless in terms of why this movie um, is is key. So, and this is the amazing part. So, it's not until forty five minutes into the movie that we have our first battle. Like I noticed that. I mean, that's weird. That's like it's the equivalent 
actually of the movie Alien, where nothing really happens in the first yeah. 40-some minutes. Um, uh-huh. But a very different, engaging movie. <laughs> but Few differences. So, yes. So there is a basically a 10-minute segment from when they, when, you know, Leonidas basically says, you know, it's on, man. You know, he's he's like gather up troops, right. and it's 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 the scene from it's that first that first day that first wave of attacks from the Persians. Mm-hmm. So it starts with like lay down your weapons, Spartans, <laughs> and then they throw a spear. It's like come and get yeah, them. kill yeah. the captain. It's like come and get him, and <laughs> and and then you know that that whole sequence you know so it's not it's not dialogue based or even you know you can loosely argue it's character based because it shows like okay we finally we finally get to see what the spartans can do they've been so hyped right. up they've been so like right. how you know how amazing is this going to be you know really yeah um you know and you you see it, ha- it has it their first you know their their defense battle formation um, you know, where, where they, they, they come against the wall of all the shields and they're like, push, and then they do that. Um, and then they break out of that formation. And it has, you know, that it's, 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 it's almost 60 seconds long of Leonidas, you know, solo yeah. fighting in, in, that, in that Zack Snyder technique of, uh, yeah, of, yeah. of, of close-ups and speed, you know, speed up, back up, slow Le- down, cut up. Le- Le- Leonidas is snidering his way through the enemy forces. <laughs> so, so there's yeah, so so there's that, and then there's the um, the whole the whole you know the the barrage of a million arrows that come at them, right? Um, mm-hmm. And 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 you know he does that cool thing actually when they it's all over and then he takes his you know sword and just like cuts all the arrows off and like, like right right you know mm-hmm. um, but. If you've noticed, like, the next scene, like, none of the other guys have arrows on their shields. It's like, <laughs> so I think that was yeah. a little a little oversight. Continuity. Yeah, <laughs> that I caught. And I was like, wait a second. I know yeah. they're all pegged yeah. with arrows. But anyway, and then it goes into the, yeah, then it goes into the individual fighting thing. And then he's like, regroup. And he's like, yeah. Like, oh, they look thirsty or whatever he says. <laughs> just, That's right. They push him off a cliff. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, that was a good first day. And that's like yeah. that's like 10 minutes of the movie right. that, you know, I have seen who knows how many times I've watched that. I'm, I'm probably embarrassed yeah. to figure that out. But <laughs> to me, it's a key scene because it really is why I watch the movie. It, it has all the things that hook me in. You know, like chore- yeah. choreographed fighting. You know, we we finally get to see this 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 legendary king and Spartan army, what they can do mm-hmm. against you know this far superior fighting force, and they and they just mm-hmm. destroy them, and then and and then they go back and. <laughs> I think they it's go back the to best, work. I think it's the yeah. <laughs> I think it's the best ten minutes of the movie. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think it is it is everything that you want in this kind of movie, right? I'm not showing up to this movie expecting some great drama. <laughs> I'm not expecting great dialogue. No. I want that 10 minutes, right? <laughs> right? And, you know, the subsequent fight scenes, I feel, 
you know, ironically, we've been talking about the discipline of the unit and how they operate as one. And I think most of the subsequent fight scenes are not that tight and disciplined. It's a little bit looser and things. I also love, I think this happens in this scene that you're talking about. Like Leonidas at one point says, no Spartan died die today. today. Yeah. And he, yeah. And they don't no. <laughs> like, they don't lose a single soldier. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, point, I mean, so. and that's um, right. And, and to me that just all perfectly mm-hmm. encapsulates why, why this movie to me is it, at least <laughs> at, at least that fifty percent of the movie that I watch, I do think that's <laughs> this. The, you're right. I, that is definitely the the jewel. <laughs> yeah, if I can call that any any sort of. Um. Do you know how like um, a lot of like uh, processed foods, like chicken nuggets, or <laughs> I don't know hot dogs or whatever have all of this extra filler in it because you know meat's expensive so but we can put these like grains in there and they'll kind of taste like meat just to see where this goes go ahead (laughs) this 10 minutes is the meat of the movie yes right most of the rest is the filler that just gets well we got to get to at least an hour 30 let's see if we can get to two hours you know all of that extra sort of like dialogue and you know side plots with the the senator yeah. or council member or whatever he is back at home and all of that kind of stuff it's just the stuff with the oracle and the even the stuff with the guy who ultimately betrays them like most of that feels like you know filler um for you know the 10 minutes that you want to see, you know, and it's not just that it's some of the additional battle scenes too. But like, if you're sitting down to watch 300, you're sitting down to watch those moments, not all of the other stuff that happens on the periphery. Exactly. And and you are right that, that, that initial, I mean, the battle lasted, I think in real life, like three days or something um, mm-hmm. of, 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 of the state of the stand that they took at that pass. Um, yeah. And that yes, the, the 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 subsequent battles, like against the immortals, against the <laughs> the, the elephants and everything else, yeah. didn't show yeah. didn't show that aspect of them working as a team as much and, and mm-hmm. doing their Spartan thing. Um, right. It it was, yeah. It was it was it was definitely. And again, I I I'm just talking about as a film. I have no idea mm-hmm. if the the graphic novel this is based on is like that throughout throughout it or that's you know who knows right. I, I just don't know mm-hmm. um so i'm just right. talking about it merely as you know this <laughs> this film and yeah there's mm-hmm. just something um <laughs> strangely satisfying of every once in a while just watching you know a bunch of people fight <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we have boxing and MMA <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, you know, and and we, you know, we talked about it. Where is is another movie a, f- a few weeks ago that actually had a lot of fighting in it, but the actual story mm-hmm. itself was so compelling that it, you know, it felt like a full story. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the IP man. Um. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Exactly. 
<laughs> where we're never gonna let that. Yeah, I know. It's one of my. <laughs> oh, I am so ashamed. It's forever immortalized as the IP. I man. know. But anyway, we're that we're that that movie. The the hero, um, you know, had this life and had 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 these moral decisions to make and you know mm-hmm. they could have made it i guess where leoninus really had to struggle with the idea of like well is it a good idea you know to yeah. to do this for my people or what what is the best right. thing to do no it was clearly mm-hmm. like we are sparta and that's you know right um <laughs> kicks the dude into pit yeah <laughs> so, you know which really was kind of kind of frowned upon actually to <laughs> to kill to kill messengers of somebody, they're usually protected, even in the ancient world, of harm. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, otherwise, no one's going to deliver the message. So. Yeah, boss, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take this right over to uh, Sparta right away. Rides to Florence. <laughs> Get me the hell out of here. So yeah, so there, there's, there's no like tension in the fact that you know right. he's, he's really, you know, they, they tried, they, they. Again, Snyder, he tries in this kind of useless way to kind of say that this was, was, (laughs) you know, like a a hard decision, but it wasn't, you know, they just go right into it. So there's, so as, you know, this is one of those, you know, again, this is one of those stories where you know the ending. I mean, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know that they they all heroically die um, to to defend... (laughs) Um, Greece, um, mm-hmm. along along with actually thousands of other soldiers that were there too. But <laughs> right. never mind that. Yeah, don't, <laughs> you know. And it was it was. I don't know. It, this is uh, you know we don't have to keep this bit, but it was a clever tactic that. And I've been to this place, Thermopylae, and you could see like what you know, kind of why geographically they chose it the way they did because mm-hmm. you know making them funnel through through this tiny right. tiny cavern you know this crack in the mm-hmm. earth um you know made their numbers less you know less effective right you know so that that, mm-hmm. that was that was pretty s- smart and strategic to get to that point um right and you know the the spartans were the greatest bisexual army the history's ever seen so <laughs> Which they kind of they don't talk about that at all in the movie, which is know, which is weird because that's kind of what they're famous for too. Is is uh-huh. you know that was a part of their culture, um, and it, yeah, I you know it, he obviously didn't think it was that important, but actually it kind of was to their way of life and mm-hmm. things like that. But you know, I guess yeah. it would have been a distracting thing if you're just there to see fighting. Um, right, <laughs> it's a different kind of fighting. <laughs> So, <laughs> Mama, why are they fighting like that? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I, um, I don't know if we need to ask this question or not, but <laughs> we do because uh, it's part of our thing. Um, Glenn did three hundred. Yes, save the world. Nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've already talked a lot about this, but like, you know, the, I, I, the, this is like when I'm, when I'm out on the road and I want a couple of McDonald's cheeseburgers, I want to go get McDonald's cheeseburgers. Cause I know exactly what I'm going to get. Do I, 
think, oh, I really accomplished something or this really improves my life. Not really, but you know, it did the trick. Um, I don't eat them every day. Um, but once in a while I do. Um, and this movie is kind of the same. I mean, you know, it's, it's not that, like you said, it's not historically accurate. It, 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 um, is, you know, it's just kind of a bunch of mostly naked dudes <laughs> fighting each other in slow motion, you know, and, and in certain points in a really, you know, well, you, satisfying well, way. You put it that way. <laughs> I think it's, like I said, I think it's fine for what it is. I just, I don't think there's like a, a bigger point to be made here. You know, we even talked about the, you know, the contradiction within the Spartan society, which isn't brought up, right? You know, the women uh, did in some ways have, you know, more uh, freedoms and, and, and whatnot than other, you know, women in other cultures around the world for that time. They make this point about being free peoples, and yet the Spartans were huge slave owners. Oh you know? yeah, and, and so you know, as was everybody, right? Like that's just a part a, a part of it. So uh, you know, I can't really, in good conscience, say that you know there is a bigger thing here that you know <laughs> to our quote unquote standards uh, <laughs> could be said to save the world. Um, that said, I'll rewatch that ten minutes. You know, I like that yeah. part of this movie. <laughs> Yeah, ex- and that's fine, you know. <laughs> no, exactly, and you know, I, I, as I said, I don't apologize for having guilty pleasures in the sense that there are movies sure. that I know that are not. Oh, totally. F- full of any <clears throat> grand statement about humanity mm-hmm. or, or the condition of the soul, or or, or there's <laughs> even, I mean. If there's an attempt here, I don't see it. I mean, there's there's all yeah. these great speeches about freedom and all this right. stuff, but it it obviously seems so forced and awkward, you yeah. know. It's yeah. and it's you know, to take it at its best, it it is a distracting fantasy film. I I, th- <laughs> I think is is the best thing yeah. I could say about it. Um, mm-hmm. I am a part a, a part of me just um, I, I, I've, I've said this I've said this multiple times but I'm gonna say it again that um, part part of why I do like it and a few of his other movies is I do like the look of it I, I think that's re- for mm-hmm. me just you know as, as someone who likes yeah. photography I think it looks very interesting and it's a and it's an yeah. interesting take and a very few movies really utilize that the same mm-hmm. way he does. So it's definitely his mm-hmm. style. Um, right. And, and you know, he is very polarizing where, you know, some people mm-hmm. think like, yeah, his movies are, you know, they're cool. Or, and the other people think this, these, this is just, you know, garbage filmmaking, <laughs> was, mm-hmm. you know, whereas, um, you know, it's the same as the same as the way we treat Michael Bay, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, is he trying to make statements <laughs> with this film? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I've, um, I'm not a fan of overall um, Zack Snyder's canon of filmmaking, mm-hmm. um, but there are, there are ones like this one that, I, that at some level I do enjoy. So that's, yeah. yeah. So, but in I, terms of I, saving the world, not, not in the least yeah. bit. <laughs> Chris, 
I mentioned this briefly, but we have not talked about it. I went down a crazy internet rabbit hole <laughs> on this movie today. Yeah, what was that? I was I was doing a little bit of research about the movie. Oh, good for you. Which I almost never do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, for my movies. Yeah. And I was looking through, I think it was the Wikipedia, and I was looking like what had it been nominated for, what awards did it win. Yeah. And I found that it had both, it won... Um, for this award I had never heard of called the Golden Icon Awards, it won both Best Action Picture and Best Drama. What? And I thought to myself, okay, Action Picture I can kind of get, but Best Drama? <laughs> like, what else came out that year that it beat out as a dramatic film? So then, of course, I had to look into, okay, what is the Golden yeah, Icon Awards? Yeah, good, good question, because I've never heard of this. Go ahead. And and for good reason, um, <laughs> the golden the golden icon awards awards were I stress were because they're not around anymore. Uh, put around put out by a company called Travolta Family Entertainment. Whoa! And I thought to myself, <laughs> I assume that would be John Travolta. Uh, I didn't know that there was a Travolta Family Entertainment <laughs> company out there. So then, of course, I have to Google Travolta Family Entertainment. Uh, the Google results are very slim. <laughs> there is no website for Travolta Family Entertainment. No. The first Google hit is a registration of the trademark. That's it. It's like an official government document, like a trademark registration. And then you get a bunch of like press releases. And I got to say, really dubious and janky press releases posted to what seems like really back alley internet websites that were around in like the early 2000s. Um, about oh you know we get this is our year's pick for the golden icon awards from Travolta Family <laughs> Entertainment and what's bizarre about it is it's not just movies it seems to extend to uh, TV shows soap opera actors uh, musicians restaurants I mean it's like I, I don't know what they're uh, like I feel like there's probably a category in there that's like best little league coach um, it seems so over across the board and again I am finding really hard to find any information about this. Wow. Um, one of the search results I found was an excerpt from a book uh, by someone named Ricky Lee Travolta. And Ricky Lee Travolta, if you Google that, the initial summary is uh, talented nephew of John Travolta. Okay. Um, so I thought, okay, so we're still in the Travolta family here. I guess this is a legit thing. Uh, the book result... <laughs> It's a memoir by Ricky Lee Travolta that says "Unbecoming Travolta." I think that's what it is. Little more digging, and you and you find out that this person had had or has this multiple personality disorder, and believed for years of their life that they were the nephew of John Travolta. <laughs> And then had this like emotional breakdown in 2008 where they discovered that they weren't in fact related to John Travolta and had believed this whole time that they were somebody that they weren't. And in the book, it even says like, yeah, I for formed this company in 94. And then after my break breakdown in 2008, I immediately shut it down to try and like set the record straight. But boy, that was sort of, that was a journey that I did not end, that I did not expect to end there um, while <laughs> researching this movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
right? We we have to resurrect these these golden icon the gold- awards. We uh, we have to. Is that going to be a new a new thing that we do? I, is- I, we we have to. <laughs> All right, I all right. Okay. I just found okay. okay. I just found something about yeah. Um, it was from February 2013, and it's okay. It said the the golden and silver icon awards presented yes. by the yes. Travolta family. Um, yeah. So it says big winners in the entertainment category include Zack Snyder's film 300, but of course it was released way before this article. Yeah, and you're right. Best Dramatic and Action Film. Uh, (laughs) Hannah Montana star Miley Cyrus won for Best New Comedy and Best Uh Child Role Model. (laughs) 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 And other winners include Charlie Sheen as Best Actor for Two and a Half Men. I know, Two and a Half Men. (laughs) You found the same article I found. You're right, the only... The only article... You're right, about... This is absolutely nuts. And I want to add this, okay? This is about 45 minutes of quote-unquote research on my end. (laughs) I could be completely wrong, but this is where my my line of uh, investigation took me. If it turns out that this is a legit organization run by the Travolta family, I apologize. I did not mean to insinuate anything. But as far as I can tell, this is the trajectory of this whole thing. Yeah, it was. It, it, I kept just staring at my search results, going like, "What? Oh. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah." Oh anyway. no! Just look. I'm not gonna read something that you've <laughs> already looked at or read it. But the, it is. It is even crazier than you are disclosing um, for obvious reasons. <laughs> this is. This is. Yeah. This is nuts. Yeah. So. But I wonder what you have to do to win a silver icon award. That's what. You just have to be worse than three hundred at a dramatic film. You have to be a worse actor than Charlie Sheen and and a and a worse role model than Miley Cyrus. <laughs> that is impressive. Oh, no, I, do you know what, yeah. Chris? 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 Okay, here's what we need to do. Okay. okay. Yeah. We'll have to do like an end of the year or, or figure out when we do it right. It'll be our awards episode. All right. Brilliant. But given given that gold and silver icon awards are already taken, I think we have to give out bronze icon awards. <laughs> <laughs> or we could try and jump it and go diamond icon awards. I like that better. Uh, yeah, we could talk about this offline, how we want to deal with this. But yeah, yeah. no, we we definitely, we got to copyright it first to make sure that we can That's true. do this, you know, without getting in trouble from the Travolta family. You know, it's, it is hard to break out of certain themes when we do Would You Rather, um, but I am trying mm-hmm. to break the mold a little bit here okay so it's not how i'm gonna die (laughs) which of course would (laughs) that was the easy way out and you know totally yeah and and no i i I voted against that and and i'm really trying to think outside the box in this one um Mm -hmm. so glenn (laughs) yes would you rather Uh live your life as the character ephelides the deformed spartan outcast (sighs) and traitor uh, uh-huh. <laughs> or periodically experience life through the technique of speed ramping. 
<laughs> what I love so much about this would you rather is how unrelated the two choices are. This is brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. I'm okay, let me ask a couple of clarifying questions. Fair enough. Okay. Fair These enough. are gonna be important. <laughs> yes. Okay. On the 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 deformed guy, what's his name? Ephelia? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um is it after he makes the deal with Xerxes and he gets like as many women whenever he wants? <laughs> yes, he 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 got his uniform. <laughs> he, he got his uniform. <laughs> he gets everything because Xerxes is kind. Um, That's right. <laughs> he, gets, he gets he gets it all, uh, but also he gets, gets the all. rest of his life known as a traitor to his own people. But anyway, yeah. Uh, okay. But okay. yeah, so, so that, he he does live the life that was yeah. promised to him, and. Okay. Um, just so you know, the whole um, spe- speed ramping, you, you don't know when it's going to happen or how long it's going to happen. That was going to be my question. Yeah, it's, 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 is it predictable? No, it's not every day. Or it could be. I don't know. It's, it's, it's up to the gods that how that works. But that, that, you, that your life will be sometimes <laughs> invaded by experiencing that reality. Oh, um that's like most of my nightmares are essentially speed ramping. It's like, I can't move, I can't move, I can't move. Oh, I moved. Now I can't move. <laughs> oh, man. Um, God. <laughs> okay, final follow-up question on the speed ramping. All right, ramping. all right. Will I be as uh, good-looking and ripped as everyone in this movie no, you're gonna when be, I'm speed ramping? No, you're going to be you. So, <laughs> Oh man! Okay, I'm going with the other guy then, because like, like, it's honestly it's gonna be just as bad. You don't want to see my like fat belly like rippling in slow motion as I just try and put a, a, a dish in the dishwasher. You know that's that's a nightmare that no one needs to see. Um, I actually think I'd probably be better off as, oh, well, he's just deformed, you know, versus the, like, do you really have to show us that right now? What are you, what are you doing here? You know? So yeah, I'm going, I'm going, give, I'll be Ephelides or whatever his name is. And I'll, I'll take the uniform and all of my wishes that have been made true by this empire. That's going to probably fall after I die eventually anyway. I'll go with that. It's funny because uh, I've got an excuse at least. I was born this way. I confess, I thought you would pick that, but I really, I really, I really wanted to know your reasoning. For it. Uh, oh, nobody needs to see that. No, for, for a bunch uh, of um, ancient Greek men, they're they're surprisingly just. <laughs> lacking any body hair at all it's really i know that kind of creeped me out in Uh, in a way that i can't describe um uh, (laughs) but yeah i mean for it's it's just odd for a movie that had you know did michael fassbender did he win an oscar i know he was nominated oh for this movie well no (laughs) in his (laughs) lifetime because this was what it's just odd that a movie that has like real actors in it, you know, is just so preposterous. Wouldn't that be awesome if he did win an Oscar for this movie and if everything that he's done since this is the only Oscar he's got? And it's for it's for most impressive lack of body hair in a feature film. Uh, it's the Oscar goes to Michael Fassbender. Yes, Delios. Yes. 
So, Glenn, <laughs> what is the next movie on um, whatever our podcast is called? Movies will save the world. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we're going to do 300 again. Figured why not? Let's just do it again. <laughs> no. So, Watch it backwards? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like a, like, like a Nolan experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, I thought coming out of this movie, a movie that is essentially an entirely all-male cast. Uh, Lena Headey aside, um, she is basically the only woman uh, in the movie. I think I would say the only movie with speaking parts yes. in the movie. Yeah, she is the only character, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, let's go the other direction. Oh. I wanted to find a movie that was a predominantly female cast. Um, cool. And I found a movie, I don't know if you've seen it. I've seen it once, and I remember really liking it. But it checks off so many boxes for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a predominantly uh, a female cast. Um, it's going to fit into the theme, and this theme is going to come up often for me because it's one of my favorite genres. But best heist movies. Oh yeah. So it is yeah. a heist movie, and it is directed by Steve McQueen, one of my favorite directors. It is the 2018 movie Widows. Widows. No, I have. I. It rings a bell, but no, I have not. I have not seen this, um, which oh, is always right. fun too to be introduced um, <laughs> to to one of the movies. Um, that you well, like. we'll see. Last last time this happened, where I remembered seeing a movie that I liked <laughs> and then rewatched it for this podcast, that went very poorly. So, right, true, hopefully, true this enough, you're batting about five hundred on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it, you're right. It could go either way. Um, could go either but, way. All right, so. Yeah, <laughs> widows. It is all right. Very good. All and right. and yeah. yes, I. That is also one of my favorite genres, and um, mm-hmm. I look. I look forward to <laughs> exploring this. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to rewatching it. I had sort of forgotten about it until I was sort of looking through movies to pick yeah. and landed on this one. So yeah, all right, excellent. All right. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want the, you know, if you want a, a more enriching experience, you can listen to this podcast while you're watching 300 <laughs> at the same time. It's not quite as good as a riff track, but you know, still probably better than the dialogue in the movie. So, Chris, thank you as always for the the movie in this case and the conversation. And likewise, uh, folks, if you like the show, please do share it with others. Uh, go ahead and give us a rating on uh, iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps. Join us next week for the Steve McQueen 2018 movie Widows. Yeah.